are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L capital O underscore Blackhawks with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Last night, whew, what a roller coaster ride of emotions. The Blackhawks basically had every lead and every chance to close this one out. I mean, they were up two to nothing, two to one, three to two, four to three, five to three, but somehow Columbus, they managed to tie the score each time. I got to give credit to. John Tortorella and his squad, they fought hard in this game in order to secure at least one point in the standings, especially after a, hor- a horrendous opening 20 minutes where they were outshot by the Blackhawks 17-5. to Even after that, Columbus would not go away. We've seen that from them already on a couple of occasions this season, but fortunately, the Blackhawks were able to hold on to the victory. They got the job done 6-5 to in a shootout. To move their record to 10-6-4 through 20 games in the regular season. And they are also now 8-2-1 in their last 11 contests. And 10-3-3 since starting the season 0-3-1. So, it wasn't pretty, but a big two points gets picked up by the Hawks nonetheless. And they just continue to help themselves here in the Discover Central Division standings. I know they've played more games than essentially everyone besides Detroit so far this season and also Columbus, but when when you continue to secure points and get victories in these type of games, it's still going to be hard for the opposition to catch you even though they have a couple games in hand. Now they have to do their part and rattle off a couple in a row. So kudos to the Blackhawks. As I said, it was another ugly win, but we'll certainly take them any way we can get them right now. 6 to 5 in a shootout last night to rack up another 2 points. And first and foremost, Got to give credit to Patrick Kane for willing this team offensively last night. He had four points, one goal, and three assists directly involved in four of the Blackhawks' five goals in regulation. All three of those assists, by the way, were primary assists as well. Kaner is really on his A game right now. In fact, we might even be seeing the best hockey of his entire career, arguably, because so far in 20 games... Kane is already up to 30 points with 9 goals and 21 assists. That's the third most in the NHL. And also, those 30 points, they're the second most that Kaner has recorded through 20 games in his 14 years in the NHL. The only time he had more through 20 games was when he took home the MVP trophy a few years ago. So that tells you how torrid of a pace Kane has been on to start the season. And with everyone out of the lineup to help him, God, this is impressive. Shout out to shout out to Patrick Kane for 
continuing to play so well no matter who is in the lineup or who's out there with him on the ice. Also, I have to give credit to Kevin Lankinen. It wasn't a great showing from Lanky. He stopped just 20 of 25 shots faced in regulation, and he had a really bad turnover to allow Columbus to tie the score 5-5 to late in the third period. But down the stretch in overtime and also in the shootout, excuse me, down the stretch in overtime and in the shootout, Lankinen came up huge to keep the Blackhawks alive. He stopped all five shots that he faced in overtime, and that included a couple of breakaway chances for Columbus to put the game away. And then after that, Lankinen also made all three saves in the shootout to give the Hawks the W to bring it the lone goal scorer there in the shootout. So even though it wasn't the best performance from Lankinen last night, that's two consecutive lackluster starts now, he still found a way to get the job done and ultimately came up with every stop when the team needed him to the most last night. So credit to Kane for carrying the offense. Credit to Lankinen for holding down the net when we needed him to the most. And that led the Blackhawks to their 10th victory here in the 2021 regular season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will take care of my first thoughts on the Blackhawks 6-5 victory last night. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to give a full recap of the game and discuss the numerous blown leads that Jeremy Colleton's squad surrendered last night in Columbus. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, double chocolate, German chocolate cake, and they now have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get 20% off your next order. Guys, Built Bar just sent me a sample pack. I was able to try all 18 of their flavors, and these are seriously some of the best protein bars I've had in my life. Cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, salted caramel. Ooh, those are probably my three, fla- three favorites, but all 18 flavors are tremendously tasty. So one more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and also a healthy snack option. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for 20% off your next Built Bar order. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished sharing my first thoughts on the Blackhawks 6-5 shootout victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Moving on now, I wanted to be sure to give a full recap of the contest to talk about what went right, what went wrong, 
and what the Blackhawks need to do in order to come away with a couple of points once again tomorrow night against Columbus. So, as I talked about a bit earlier, the first period by the Blackhawks was arguably their best period of the entire season so far. I mean, they were clearly the aggressor. They were winning foot races, one-on-one battles, getting pucks to the net. They outshot Columbus 17-5, to but they only managed to head into the first intermission up 2-1. to It really felt like this game, they should have been ahead maybe 3 to nothing or even 4 to nothing had it not been for Corpusello and that it easily could have gone that way for Chicago. But instead, the Hawks found themselves up just one goal and the scoring opened by Carl Soderberg finding a rebound, barely stuffing the puck past Corpusello for a power play goal, his third goal of the season. The puck barely touched the back of the net. That's how slow it crossed the line. But hey, we'll take it one way or the other. And same with Soderberg, a big power play goal there early by the Blackhawks top unit, just kind of caught Columbus in scramble mode. And Soderberg was there after Kane's shot deflected off his shoulder. He finds a loose puck and slowly puts it into the back of the net. And then less than two minutes later, a terrible turnover by Max Domi in his own zone. That gave the Blackhawks a 2-0 from the blue line in, and Pia Suter made the easy pass. He found Kane to the other dot for the one-timer, made it 2-0 Blackhawks halfway into the first period. And after that moment, it really looked like the Blackhawks could have potentially ran away with it here in the first period. But unfortunately for Chicago... Their struggles immediately after scoring a goal, they continue to plague them this season, as this time it was Cam Atkinson who was able to cut into the lead. He's been a Blackhawks killer so far this season. He was able to, he caught Ian Mitchell flat-footed in the neutral zone, and then he was able to get a breakaway opportunity just a minute and a half after Kane's goal. Cam Atkinson was able to cut the Blackhawks' lead in half. But this was certainly one, at least in my opinion, that Lankinen has to stop. He got caught way too deep into his net. As I said, even though it was Mitchell's kind of Mitchell's fault to allow this breakaway, I'm still going to put this goal on Lanky because there's no way that backhander should have found its way into the net. And heading into the first intermission, despite getting outshot by 12, the Jackets found themselves down just one goal, even though they were outshot 17-5. to And then it wouldn't take long into the second period to tie things up as Patrick Laine absolutely blitzed a one-timer past Lankinen on the power play. Just way too much room for Laine to work over there on that left circle. And that wouldn't be the last time we saw of him from there on the man advantage. But before that occurred, Brandon Hagel, ladies and gentlemen finally found the back of the net for his first NHL goal. So overdue was this kid. It took him 17 games to cash in for the first time, but he finally finally found the back of the net, and who else to set it all up but Showtime, Patrick Kane. Kane was able to find a loose puck behind the Jackets net following uh, a Soderberg redirect in front, and then Kaner... He fed a wide-open Hagel in front. One of the easier goals I'm sure Hagel has scored in his professional career, but none sweeter than that one. And finally, Hagel gets over the hump, his first NHL goal. And hopefully, this will kind of lead to the dam breaking down because Hagel easily could have five or six already here for the Blackhawks in 2021. But shortly after Hagel regained the lead, the Blackhawks' problems... Right after they score a goal, plague them once again. And here it was, Patrick Laine on the power play from the, last, from the left circle. This one wasn't a one-timer, but another absolute snipe here from 
the Finnish superstar. This all started off a bad penalty by Adam Boquist, by the way. And once again, Columbus managed to tie the score, this time at 3-3. But also, once again, the Hawks were able to steal their lead right back as a set face-off play. It finally worked for the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't know the last time I saw that happen, but it all started with... Carl Soderberg, he won an offensive zone draw. Kubelik, he started at the left, uh, the left wing, worked his way to the right part of the the blue line. He set got set up for a one timer. Duncan Keith, he got the puck. Matthias Yanmark provided a tremendous screen in front, and Keith put it right in Kubi's breadbasket. He was able to hammer home a one timer for a sixth goal of the season, and that put the Blackhawks back up. 4-3 to three late in the second period. A big goal there for Kubalik at even strength. I've talked a lot recently about how Colleton and the Hawks, they need Kubalik producing more at 5-on-5. Five five. So a big goal there for Kubalik. Hopefully that will get the ball rolling a little bit for him at even strength. And then early in the third period, we saw Adam Boquist score his first goal of the 2021 season on the power play. It was a great shot. Great way for the Blackhawks to convert on a 5-on-3. Another primary assist from Kaner, of course. But I've liked what I've seen from Boquist so far since his return. As I said, I know he took a bad penalty to allow Columbus to tie the game 3-3 in the second. But on offense, I feel Boquist has been really good since returning from COVID-19. Nice to see Boki get his first goal of the season last night for the Blackhawks to put them ahead 5-3. But after Boquist's goal early in the third... It was all Blue Jackets down the stretch, and Oliver Oliver Bjorkstrand was able to find the back of the net twice in the final 10 minutes of the game. He made it 5-4 on the power play. Three power play goals for Columbus last night. Not even close to good enough effort from the Blackhawks' PK. I'll have more on them a bit later in the episode. But then, with just six, or just six minutes later, with four minutes remaining, Bjorkstrand tied the game after... A horrible turnover from Lincoln in behind his own net. I just have no clue where he was going with this puck. And it was sort of a sense of deja vu, deja vu of just a couple weeks ago. The Blackhawks blew another two-goal lead in the third period to the hands of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And overtime we went, as I mentioned earlier, thanks to Kevin Lankin, and He came up huge in overtime to redeem himself for that turnover. The Blackhawks were able to get this one to a shootout. Lankinen stopped all five of the shots that he faced. As I said, a couple of them were breakaway opportunities as well. And then in the shootout, he came up three for three. DeBrinket was the only one for either team to find the back of the net. So despite a putrid final 10 minutes from the Blackhawks and a rough OT as well, they still managed to walk away from this one victorious. But I know if I was head coach Jeremy Calton, I would throw this one in the fire immediately though because... There are not many games where the Hawks can win this season playing like that. So, yes, a win is a win, but got to move on. Certainly not an effort this team should try to repeat in the future because they won't find themselves on the right end of the score very often when they play like that. Very fortunate to come away with a win in two points on Tuesday night in Columbus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my recap of the Blackhawks' 6-5 shootout victory over the Blue Jackets. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to share a couple of my thoughts on Connor Murphy returning from injury, as well as Lucas Carlson being placed on IR and Dylan Strome being placed in concussion protocol. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag. 
your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, believe it or not. Real time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Every Wednesday on Lockdown NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Lockdown Kings and Tom Gazzola of Lockdown Oilers. Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Lockdown NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished recapping the Blackhawks 6-5 shootout win over Columbus last night. Now, before I wrap up the show today, I wanted to be sure to talk about the injuries that the Blackhawks have dealt with in the last couple of days because I wasn't able to talk about them at all on yesterday's episode, really, with it being a crossover with Jay from Lockdown Blue Jackets. So, to start us off, Connor Murphy was activated off of injured reserve on Monday, which was great news. But right when he returned, the Blackhawks also announced that fellow defenseman Lucas Carlson will be heading to IR because of his groin injury. And also, forward Dylan Strome will be out going forward because he's been placed in concussion protocol. So right when one guy comes back, it's another two players down for the Blackhawks. Basically, been the story all season long. Next man up mentality. Um, Well, it's lovely to get Murphy back. I'm sure it's going to help out the defense tremendously, even though it didn't seem to be the case last night. Um, It's tough to see two young guys go down and Carlson and Strom both now out of the lineup. For Strom, uh, had not been playing all that well recently, and hearing Jeremy Colleton say that this concussion and these symptoms, um, they could have came from a hit a couple of games ago. I wonder if those symptoms had an effect on Strom's play or not, but... Um, we know how difficult these situations can be. There's not going to be an exact return date, no timetable, no anything really. So a tough situation there for Strom. Again, not sure how long he will be out of the lineup for, but in my opinion, just maybe a little break that that's may not be the worst thing in the world for Dylan Strom right now. He just has not been playing at the level we need him to. And If he wants to be a key piece of this rebuild here in Chicago, he's going to have to step up his game. The Blackhawks need more out of him, especially with Jonathan Taze and Kirby Dock out of the lineup as well. So tough news there for Stromer. As for Carlson, a groin injury put him on IR. Not sure how serious it is, 
But one defenseman comes back, another goes out. Carlson, he's been playing just all right as of recently. I think this is going to give Adam Boquist, Ian Mitchell, Nicholas Bodan, and maybe even Wyatt Kalanuck some more ice time and some more looks in the lineup going forward. My final thoughts before wrapping up this episode, ladies and gentlemen, it goes to the Blackhawks penalty kill. I told you I was going to talk about him a little later in the episode. They now have killed off just three of their last eight penalties. Carolina went two for four on the power play on Friday, and the Blue Jackets went three for four last night. And now, all of a sudden, the Blackhawks rank 21st in the NHL at 76.6% on the penalty kill. Just a week ago, the Blackhawks had both of their special team units inside the top 10. So, a tough stretch here for the PK, and I'm looking for Jeremy Colleton to make some adjustments before tomorrow's game because. Heading into this series, Columbus had one of the worst power plays in the entire NHL, and they were just picking the Blackhawks apart at will last night. And for a penalty kill that had found so much success in the past few weeks, all of a sudden it seems like they just can't get a stop when they need to. So something needs to be figured out there, and I'm hoping for a much better effort from the Blackhawks, well shorthanded on Thursday, to make life easier for whatever goaltender is going to be in net. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, February 24th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.